Hello and welcome to another episode of Hour of Healing. Friends, I am your weekly host, Joe Deborah. And our topic for discussion today is part two of healing through disappointment. The subtopic, managing expectations. Our guest today is a dear friend of mine and actually someone who him and his wife has taken me under the wings, Dr. Kunal Gugnani. You know, Dr. Gugnani is a family medicine uh, physician in Springfield, Missouri area, but also does geriatrics and obesity in medicine. He also does have an executive master's in health administration and is a proud father of two young, beautiful kids. He is certainly married to my boss, Dr. Isha Seti, who we will all have the privilege of having on the show sometime in the near future. Friends, it's going to be a great thing to have a discussion with Dr. Gugnani today. So, managing expectations. As we promised in Healing Through Deliverance, this is certainly the part two. When we talked about Healing Through Deliverance, we did mention a few things that I want to remind you of. That one, disappointment comes when we uh, live life firsthand with trust rather than with love. For love for and towards each other is the sure way to save us from disappointment rather than trust. Trusting people, my friends, as we learned in episode two, where we talked about healing through disappointment, will always lead to disappointment because people are limited in their abilities and in their capabilities. Well, also, we did cover that in most instances, you must heal through your disappointment by going through it. Not a lot of people get the opportunity to be able to hit the reset button and start everything all over again. So today, we will be having this discussion on managing expectations. Expectation is defined as the strong belief in something or having the strong sense that something will happen or believing that someone will or should achieve something. As mentioned previously, I view expectations really in similar light to the sense of hope in Christianity. The biggest difference, however, is that or in hope you are placing your hope in an eternal being, but in expectations is placed on other people and in some cases in ourselves. Hope also brings about ultimate submission of the creation to whatever or who his creator is, which in turn build faith. But expectation is not geared in such a way. So before we spend too much time going around this, let's bring in our guest, Dr. Kunal Gugnani, as he helps us in receiving some healing and knowing what we do with expectations. Dr. Gugnani, welcome to the show. Hey. Hi, Joe. Thank you for having me on your show. It is a pleasure to be here. And for all the viewers and listeners, thank you so much uh, for your time. Thank you so much for making the time. I know you are certainly busy, um, but let's get right into it. So, Dr. Dugnani, what do we mean by managing expectations? Or in other words, how should we approach expectations as a whole? So, I believe expectations is part of us being human. You know, we... Uh, we humans try to live our life uh, with certain goals, with certain values, with certain aspirations. 
but uh, with all that, we have certain expectations from ourselves. We have certain expectations from our colleagues, friends, families, parents, and we've created this world and environment around where we we've set goals, we've set values, we've and when we when things don't happen the way we we would like for them to happen, it leads to disappointment. But before we set expectations, I think it's really important to first value life, communication, and relationships uh, rather than setting expectations uh, as the priority. It's, I wow. think, love comes before expectations. Uh, once you've developed love, once you've developed trust, expectations follow that relationship. Whereas in today's mm. fast-paced life, we are placing expectations ahead of other value bills, other interpersonal wow. relationships. And I think that's where we are going wrong. Wow, wow, wow. That, that certainly is true. And uh, I mean, yeah, expectations really, like you said, is part of us. Uh, for instance, if I'm driving on the highway or driving and see a, a stoplight, I, it's natural that I expect that if I have a green light, I will be able to go through it. And if the other person has a red light, they will stop. That is a natural expectation. Um, but I believe what you say um, is certainly something that echoes what we talked about in part one of uh, managing or healing through disappointment. And that is putting love first. And so I, I strongly believe um, and I agree with you on that. So um, let's say uh, the person who now has unfortunately put expectation above um, love and trust. Now they are at a point where they are certainly going through disappointment. So how would we go about helping such a person? Hmm. So I think firstly, expectations, we need to set clear boundaries, whether it is expectations in a relationship between a parent and mm. a child, between a spouse, mm. uh, between friends, or is it work-related expectations? Because, you know, mm. they, they are all different realms of our life. And, you know, in certain areas, like you said, you know, if you are, you know, driving through traffic, you are expected to follow rules. You know, they come without saying. Whereas in relationships, the boundaries are a little more blurry unless you have, you've had an open communication. When it comes to work, expectations are more like rules, again, that we need to follow. We have certain deliverables to meet. So if, if we, uh, so it really depends in what context that person is disappointed uh, by setting mm -hmm. expectations, whether it is with a, with, a, with a coach, whether it is with the spouse, whether it is in their work environment. So really kind of taking a step back and identifying, well, you know, what led to that feeling of disappointment. Uh, and then the healing begins by understanding, okay, uh, what were realistic, what was unrealistic and introspecting, mm. uh, you know, so I think it all comes down to communication between okay. the individual and the person or the situation that led to that disappointment. So it would okay. be really important okay. to know in which context I would say. 
Okay, okay. So um, I'm just going to piggyback and say, shed a bit more light um, on this uh, to our viewers. So you did mention um, knowing the context and communication, which uh, I believe they are um, uh, almost the same in this regard. But shed some more light on this for us. So uh, how, uh, what about the communication? What about the context makes it so important um, so that we don't um, get either disappointed or if we are disappointed, so we will be able to start getting some healing. So whenever we start, uh, let's say it is a work environment, okay, um, mm -hmm. or it, I would I would always engage in a collaborative, open discussion. Okay, uh, if I'm if somebody is starting a new job, it is it is a good time for them to sit down with their manager and ask what are the deliverables okay are do they seem uh do they align with the personal interpersonal skills and if they don't align mm. is there an expectation for them to make certain mistakes and allow them to grow along the road you know or rather than just agreeing to certain deliverables uh so having that open communication between your your colleagues or between your manager, making it simple, making it effective. And rather hmm. than jumping in instinctively, yes, that sounds great. I would always say, take a step back and say, can I get back to you? Let me review the information wow. that I have been provided and know your deliverables. So uh, it is all about having, uh, being kind, uh, but also uh, knowing having that collaborative approach, documenting in clear ways, and one should only mm. promise what realistically can be delivered, basically. I, I always believe wow. uh, in the philosophy that, you know, always promise less, deliver more. You know, yes. that is my yes. approach towards life, whether it is, you know, with my, with my colleagues, with my spouses, with my patients, you know, know your boundaries, know your space, and try to do beyond it. Never, never go in instinctively with a yes, always take a step back and rationalize the situation and know your deliverables. Wow. You know? wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so, and I think, you know, as we humans, you know, as long as we are firm, but we are also kind, you know, uh, it, it makes the process easier for everybody in the room. Wow. Well, dear listener, as Dr. Gugnani said, promise less, deliver more. Uh, I think that's very um, a great uh, thing or a great philosophy to live your life by. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Gugnani. So um, your answer kind of focused on the work-life relationship uh, and then uh, corporate and things of that nature. So let's take it to um, our personal relationships, such as our relationship with friends and our relationship with um, our spouses. Where uh, with friends and with spouses, uh, the uh, measurables can be a little bit more difficult to be able to attain. How do we approach that as well? So before I have expectations, or I would say before we start developing expectations, uh, it, it is important to develop love and develop trust. And always value others' opinion. I think it's uh, having an open mind and open space uh, mm. not 
instinctively thinking that my values align with my spouse's values you know uh, mm. what what is important to me may may not be the priority or importance of my spouse but it is about respecting each other respecting boundaries i always like to say okay start your day you know if uh, it's a weekend sit around the table you know talk to your spouse you know what is how the day is going to be what is important to them what is important to you and just having clear ex- uh, just collaborating talking and as long as you know you put love first uh, the expectations are not that important i think uh, wow. it is a projection of your own values and assertiveness which leads to wrong expectations so uh, mm-hmm. for example you know it may be important to me to uh, finish you know certain assignment but for my spouse it may be more important that day to just sit down with the kids and having to know how their week went you know uh, mm. and uh, and taking the the assignment part as the next deliverable so it's it's uh, it's just valuing other persons giving them the space to breathe and i think growing together and wow. putting expectations just talk i think it all comes from just just talk about it you know what you may value what you may expect and the other person may value that that as well but it may not be a priority at that very moment so you you're mitigating mm-hmm. disappointments you're mitigating arguments and you're just having an open communicative relationship wow wow so this seems like um what people and us all talk about every time that communication is the bedrock of every relationship um and without it i mean we are bound to either be disappointed fail or whatever uh comes down the uh pipe thank you so much dr gugnani i i think this is a uh, very insightful um and I, i i i i really do appreciate you being with us today so we go to uh in a few minutes turn our attention to the person upon whom the expectation is placed um but i i wanted to ask one more thing for our young view um our young listeners who really um are not in any serious relationship yet and will benefit profoundly from uh, some of these uh information that you given us today so let's say you have a partner that you are hoping to get married to or you have someone you hoping to be able to build a long term relationship with whether it's through work or like i said marriage or whatever but you realize that communication is not really important to them uh so having this open dialogue is not important to them do you go ahead and sign that contract knowing that they've not been very open with you or do you wait and uh, explore other options um do you have something to share with us as far as that's concerned so uh i think open communication and trust is the key to any relationship if if the other person is open to the suggestion of improving on that skill or working with you uh to develop that openness in the relationship then i think it is something i would i would pursue as a young person in that relationship but if the other person totally shuts down and mm-hmm. is unwilling to have that open line of communication then it is only going to lead to more problems later on with disengagement True. unrealistic 
misunderstandings. So I would really work on establishing the trust and that open line of communication to have a good balance moving forward and mm. not commit to that relationship unless unless there is that level of trust and openness in the relationship. Wow. Wow. So don't sign that contract yet. Make sure there is an open dialogue and uh, there is a means of getting things done. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so now let's turn our attention to the person upon whom the expectations are placed. Because like you said, expectations are part of us. It's part of life. But in human relationships, I believe that the expectation goes two ways. So when I join an organization, there is an expectation of me from the organization I joined, but also the organization does have an expectation of me. Now, you have an expectation of your wife, but your wife also has an expectation of you. So how do I go about healing when my partner's expectations of me are so high? What do I do with that? Going back, and I would assess... Uh the situation, I would respectfully and in a tactful manner uh, have that key of communication and say, okay, what were the boundaries? What were the goals, you know, that mm. were not met? And I would define those goals again and making sure that it's something realistic or unrealistic. Mm. So I, and if it helps out, I think uh, I, I try to follow when it comes to goals, when it comes to expectations, uh, follow the SMART model. And that stands for, you know, something which S-M-A-R-T, SMART, something which is specific, something which is measurable, something which is achievable, relevant, and also time-bound. It's a, mo it's a model that mm -hmm. is very well uh, followed by leaders in organizations, and that makes things very tangible. But in relationships, things are more blurry. So it, it is always, you know, you, you go back and I think it's, it's understanding that your partner and you are not, uh, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about what, what you value may not be at that point relevant to your partner, but just, uh, I think engaging and, and setting, um, uh, Agreeing to developing those skills that may help your partner uh, feel that you are more involved. Uh, but I think it's just starting off on the right note, basically. Uh, as parents, we have expectations of our children. As spouses, we have expectations of each other. But I feel more so it is a projection of what we would do in that particular situation rather than what that other person is, has done. Uh, Right. In that situation, uh, so just dealing with love, dealing with compassion and sitting down and saying, okay, why did this happen the way it happened? And what can we do to improvise that everybody is happy and the expectations are met? So making it more specific, making it more clear and establishing mm. better goals and boundaries and then for always in between assess the progress periodically and just keep communicating. Mm, mm, mm. 
Wow, thank you so much for that. And I, I think you said something that's so uh, true there. You said it's not about right or wrong. It's uh, about the relevance, uh, which I, I think is uh, kind of what we, um, in most situations, relationships uh, with person to person here, um, it becomes the biggest thing that when, uh, when the relevance is missed, we tend to kind of demonize each other and um, brand each other as either right or wrong, or they want to be right or they want to be wrong. Where in actuality, like you're saying, it's all about, okay, there's nothing right or wrong here. It's about what is relevant to us at the moment. And it can actually apply in our financial life, in planning how we take care of our kids, in planning what we're going to do as a couple or as people in a relationship or as spouses. So I think that is um, actually very, very true and uh, very, very um, good that you bring that up. Um, so um, I know we will be running out of time uh, for, uh, shortly here, but uh, we certainly need to uh, talk about the culture that I come from. I know you from India, um, but in Ghana, uh, there is this um, phenomenon or there's this uh, cultural tradition where there's a lot of expectation of parents placed on their children. Um, so some uh, children grow up uh, unlike you, whose dad was a physician, and so you always wanted to uh, do that. Um, there are a lot of kids who, I would say, their interest in the sciences are very low, but then the family expects them to become a doctor. And so they go through school um, with a lot of baggage or a lot of pressure on them. And then it, it applies to any form of career. I'm using the sciences because you and I both do um, what we do. Um, uh, so how do that child also go about it? Because before you even answer, I'll tell you, in, in my culture, nine out of 10 times, a child cannot tell their parents no. <laughs> I think as parents, we should be more of a, more like a life coach to our kids. Let them grow, let them be kids, rather than the burden of the world on their little shoulders. Uh, we tend to belittle them, we tend to uh, be assertive, but uh, it's hard for me to, uh, to know what, a what is going on in a child's mind. Um, as a parent, what I have learned through, you know, raising two kids uh, and dealing with this day-to-day -day life is just be firm and be kind. Be open to what they have to say. Uh, know what, your, what is important to your child. Uh, and for kids, I think it is, uh, sometimes it's okay to just say, no, dad, no, mom. I can't do this. This is not what, what I like. This is not what matters to me. Like, uh, and just promise what can be realistically delivered you know, from a child's perspective. And uh, from, from a parent's perspective, I think it's just having that collaborative relationship and knowing, uh, let your child develop their wings to fly, let them be. And just, I think in general, for us to just enjoy life and it's time to take a step back and uh, they will figure their way, we all do, but just be a coach to them guide them in the right direction, keep them safe, keep them out of harm, and let them develop their interests and make it hurt to you. And 
from a child's perspective, uh, it's just, I think early on, uh, just let your parents know, like my daughter made it very clear to me, if there's a certain sport she doesn't like, I expect her to do that saying, this is not where my interest lies, but this is what mm. I would enjoy and letting it come more natural. Uh, so I think uh, we evolve uh, and not having that mind shut in our philosophies, in our ideologies and letting the child speak to you. Uh, and for a child, just letting the parent know it is okay to say no. And it is, but then having another train of thought and working on certain other goals. So you're making sure your child continues to progress and you continue to progress as a family and letting them develop their own instincts, their own skills to make them keep them successful in life. It all comes down wow. to love, being fine, being firm and being kind. Yeah. Wow. wow. It all comes down to love, being firm and being kind. Um, I actually uh, do have uh, so, uh, an example, a real life um, situation that actually echoes what you just said. Because honestly, I think at the end of the day, we all do figure it out. Uh, as long as there is uh, a strong foundation of love, kindness and firmness. Um, uh, and then uh, for someone like myself, I, I, I will say, I was able to figure it out not only because my mom was kind and firm to me or my parents were but also they always were like the coaches which were uh, they were pointing me in the right direction when it comes to issues of faith i was able to figure it out because my mom instilled that love and that desire for uh, faith or religion in me uh in a young age so um the example that i have really is a, a very dear friend of mine actually and um uh she going through high school and all these uh, uh, levels in her life, her parents said she had to be a medical doctor. Now, at that time, I had no idea I was even going to go to medical school, so I didn't count. Um, but everything about her said, I don't want to do this. But she, like I mentioned earlier, because of the culture we came from, couldn't tell her parents no. Uh, long story short, she started college, started the sciences, and it was brutal. I mean, every time you see her, every time you had a conversation with her, she was down. Uh, I mean, she almost was at a point of despair. And so I remember I had the opportunity to have a conversation with her one time. And I said, if this is not for you, it's okay for you to change it. Now, at this point, it's going to be very difficult convincing your parents that you're not going to do it. But uh, then maybe don't tell them. <laughs> So she went ahead, changed her major, and then after a semester of changing her major, uh, did communicate with the family and told the parents what she had done. I kid you not, looking back now, not only is she way more successful than uh, she thought she would be, uh, she's happier, she's doing so much better, she's uh, so much involved in the community like everything that as a young person you want to grow to become she is doing that now and it's not through medicine it's through something else and so i say that to echo your point to our parents who are listening to us um that certainly your child will figure it out if you give them room enough if you give them the love that they need 
the, the compassion that they need. And yes, provide the guidance. We're not saying just leave your kids to run haywire without any form of discipline or anything like that. Um, but certainly being a life coach to them, guiding them along the way so they don't veer or they don't stray too far off the right path. And then um, I personally believe in, in um, instilling in them um, uh, is also very, very key because at the end of the day, we always have to find a way to connect to um, our spiritual source, which helps us make right decisions and um, go the right direction. Well, Dr. Gugnani, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. But before we let you go, um, I always do this. Uh, any other thoughts that you have concerning this topic and help uh, ailing listeners heal from their disappointments by managing their expectations? I believe in uh, that, you know, like if you come being a spiritual person, being a religious person, or whatever you may call, but you know, life is a blessing. We, God made us in his own image uh, as spiritual beings. And I think if we keep that philosophy in mind, whether it is any relationship, being a spouse, being a parent, being a friend, you know, let life blossom. Uh, just uh, enjoy life as it comes. Uh, don't make promises you cannot deliver. Uh, do not jump to promise. Uh, make, keep life simple. Keep life ef effective. Uh, be kind and just have love at the core of anything you do in your life. Uh, and just as humans, be communicative to each other. Uh, be kind to each other. Be compassionate. And life will be beautiful. So much, Dr. Gugnani. Uh, he said, keep life simple, be communicative, and life will be beautiful. Well, we are so thankful to you, our dear listener. We hope uh, that no matter what stage of life you are in, no matter the disappointment that you are going through, you realize that there is healing for you. And we pray that God, in his own wisdom, will use our words today, our conversation, to help bring healing to your life and make your life as beautiful as you hope it to be. Join us same time next week as we talk about another thought-provoking, life-changing topic. And once again, God bless you for listening. Thank you and bye-bye. Thank you.